Hello, my good friends. This is Dan Jones to share another Quiet Talk with you today. My wife and I saw the movie The Sound of Freedom last weekend. We don't go out to movies often. We like to wait and see if a movie is really good before we invest two hours in it. A good interval between the release of a movie and us watching it is usually about 60 to 70 years, but we made an exception here because of the recommendations of so many of our Christian friends. The Sound of Freedom is the story of the efforts of a man named Tim Ballard to rescue a little girl in the jungles of Colombia, where she was a sex slave of a drug trafficker. It isn't easy to watch. Even with the happy ending of little Rocio, Being returned to her father, the movie makes it clear that millions of children still languish in slavery around the world. Tim Ballard was an agent of the Department of Homeland Security who quit his job 10 months before he would have been vested in the retirement plan so he could continue searching for this child. It was extremely dangerous because to rescue her, he had to go into a remote area of Colombia that even the army refused to enter. This talk is not about the sound of freedom, but I urge you to go watch it. This talk is about another rescue operation that also cost the rescuer a lot, a lot more, in fact, than the rescue of Rocio cost Agent Ballard and Well, I'm not going to try to draw any kind of parallel here. What I'm going to share has been downplayed by many, even as the extent of child trafficking as portrayed in the movie has been downplayed by people. All Bible-believing Christians agree that as Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 15, Christ died for our sins. But what does that mean? For many evangelical theologians today, it just means that we were in a legal jam and Jesus got us off the hook. My friends, let me tell you that there's a lot more to it than that. Jesus said in Mark 10:45, the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. I'm sure I don't have to tell you that Jesus was referring to himself when he used the term son of man. It was the term he usually used in talking about himself. Jesus gave his life as a ransom for many. What is a ransom? Well, the word in the Gospels here means exactly what the English word means. A ransom is the price paid to obtain the release of someone who is in captivity. Among the early church fathers, it was assumed that this price which Christ paid his own life was paid to Satan, who held mankind in captivity. That view is not so widespread today. I won't go into the reasons why of how Christian theology changed. It's not necessary for the point I want to make. What I want to emphasize today is that redemption was essentially a rescue operation. The most profound illustration of salvation in the Old Testament is the deliverance of the Israelites from the bondage in Egypt. When Israel first came into Egypt, they didn't come as slaves, but almost, you might say, as honored guests. 
But over time, as the nation began to multiply greatly, the Egyptians became afraid of them and put them to forced labor. This was the situation when Moses, the deliverer, arose. The redemption of Israel was accompanied by a blood sacrifice, the Passover lamb, whose blood was sprinkled on the doorposts of their house houses on the night the death angel passed through Egypt and killed the firstborn of every family. We know this is about the redemption that was to come through Jesus for many reasons, not the least of which is the statement by Paul in 1 Corinthians 5 that Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. Jesus is the Passover lamb that protects us from the death angel who comes to kill and destroy. Of course, the great and final victory over Egypt comes at the Red Sea when the waters are parted so the Israelites can cross over. When the Egyptian army tries to cross, the waters return and they are destroyed, sealing the redemption of God's people. Pharaoh, a type of Satan, is defeated. Today, Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God that was offered up to free us from the bondage of Satan. It's hard for people to admit they are in bondage. In talking with the people in John chapter 8, Jesus said, You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They protested that they were children of Abraham who had never been slaves to anyone, and so they didn't need to be set free. Jesus replied, Everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. Indeed, outside of Christ, all people are slaves, whether they know it or not. Three times in the Gospel of John, Jesus called Satan the ruler of this world. And he certainly is not a benevolent ruler. He is an evil tyrant. But Jesus came to set us free. It cost him a lot. In Luke 19, he stated, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Earlier in the Gospel of Luke are three beautiful parables of redemption in Luke chapter 15. One of these is the parable of the shepherd and the one lost sheep. A shepherd has 100 sheep, but one is lost. Instead of cutting his losses and being content with 99, the shepherd leaves them with someone else and goes into the desert to find the sheep that is lost. No doubt, this was a dangerous effort on the part of the shepherd. The wilderness was not always a very safe place. There were predators that threatened people as well as sheep. Why risk so much for just one sheep? A sheep who wandered off on his own. It was really the sheep's fault that he was lost. He should have stayed closer to the shepherd. And yet, the good shepherd, who of course is Jesus, goes into the wild to find this one that is lost. He goes to rescue that sheep from what would eventually be certain death. Of course, in the actual rescue that this story only pictures, the shepherd didn't just risk his life, he laid it down. He gave his life as a ransom, not just for one, but for the whole world. God loved the world in this manner. He gave, he delivered up his only begotten son, so that whoever believes in him should not perish, should not die alone in the wilderness, but should be brought home to the fold with rejoicing, should have 
eternal life. A sheep that is lost in the desert cannot save himself. He doesn't have the sense of direction to find his way home. He is helpless and must be rescued. In the same way, you and I were lost in sin, in bondage to the devil, totally unable to save ourselves. So God sent his son to rescue us. Jesus was willing to pay the awful price to do this. He surrendered himself to those evil forces that took his life, that tortured him and mocked him and ultimately killed him. He paid the price. Now, I know that paying a ransom and effecting a rescue mission are somewhat different things, but both figures refer to the same thing. Jesus Christ gave up all that he had to redeem us from the power of sin and to bring us home to God. Let me close with a beautiful verse from one of my favorite hymns called, And Can It Be? by Charles Wesley, a hymn which celebrates the awesome price that Jesus paid for us. Long my imprisoned spirit lay fast bound in sin and nature's night. Thine eye diffused a quickening ray. I woke, the dungeon flamed with light. My chains fell off. My heart was free. I rose, went forth, and followed thee. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, thank you that you came to rescue us, to bring us out of that dungeon of sin, to take the chains off of us, the chains of bondage that held us in captivity, to defeat the enemy in whose slavery we were held, the devil. You did it at the the cost of your own life, Jesus, and we're so grateful to you. So we pray, Lord God, that this message will find root in the hearts of people, will encourage believers, and also if there's someone listening who has never trusted Jesus, that, that they will realize that God loves them with an everlasting love and made the ultimate sacrifice for them. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. My dear friends, would you pray for us at the Bread of Life Anglican Church where we uh, every week are sharing this message and are seeking to share it more and more in the Schenectady and the greater capital district, as we call it, Albany, Schenectady, and in that, that area of upstate New York. Our uh, church is called Bread of Life Anglican Church. We meet Sundays at 10 o'clock at 1809 Union Street in Schenectady. That's the American Legion Hall, 10 o'clock on Sundays. If you In the area, if you don't have a church home, we would love to meet you and to be a blessing to you. As always, you can reach me by email at father.danjones at outlook.com. May God bless you.